Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Say faith needs action, okay? And I want you to look at this. That the, 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 this it's called The Scripture, and it's 2000, 2009 translation. You can get it on your thing. It reads a little different. I like it because it exchanges the word faith and belief, and I really believe that's the way it should properly be translated. I, I think faith and belief are the same. So it's easier for me to read it this way. I want to read it here, and then I'm going to read it to you. I don't really care if you want to say faith or belief. Just know faith is a belief. Okay? That's important. You understand that? Because if your beliefs are not formed by the word of God, they're going to be formed by your flesh. Okay? And if your faith's not forming your beliefs, your flesh forming your belief, flesh cannot produce anything. My beliefs have to be formed by the word of God. Okay? So I'm going to read it here, and then I'm going to read it here, and I want you to just look at the, just the difference. It's not that big a difference, but it'll help you understand. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Okay? So like verse 2. Let's just go 2, 3, and then I'll read it over here. For by it the elders obtained a good report. So faith will give you a good report. Does that make sense? If you got faith, it'll give you a good report. You know, the Bible said this, unbelief was an evil report. This leave, go back to verse 2, let them see this, this is important. Remember I told you, children of Israel, what they have? They said something different than God, God called it evil. Faith people get a what? A good report. If you keep faith in your mouth, you have a good report before God. You got unbelief in your mouth, you got a what? An evil report before God. God wants faith in your mouth. Okay? Now, I told you, faith will work in your heart with doubt in your head. You, can't, you don't have to understand all the details up here in your noggin, but don't let it get in your mouth. Okay? Because you know where that all starts is that starts over here in Matthew. I'm going to go there in a minute. Okay? Did you get that? You got to keep a good report. You know where you keep a good report? In your mouth. Your actions. See, here's the problem with people. And I don't say this like, this is your pro- but it is. It's a problem. They got actions without beliefs that don't work. That's why it didn't work. Every time you didn't see it work, it was actions without beliefs. Is that okay? Is that all right? You got to have actions with beliefs. You can't have beliefs without actions. You can't have beliefs without actions, and you can't have actions without belief. It doesn't work. Remember we talked about it? For with the heart man believes in the righteous, but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That was faith to get saved. Romans 10 is faith to get saved. Same faith works the same way. So what happens if I got actions without beliefs? I got no results. What happens if I have beliefs and actions? I get mountain moving faith. See it? How do I form beliefs from the word of God? How do I know, how do I, know I can have a belief once you find the word of God, you found the will of God. How does faith come? Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. As fast as you can hear is as fast as faith comes. But what can I not be? Cannot be a rejecter. If you reject what you hear, faith goes. I am adamant that faith doesn't grow until it's released. I don't even think faith grows. I think it weakens and strengthens. When he's talking little faith, I don't even think he's talking little faith, great faith. I don't know. He finds this Roman centurion. He says he's got great faith. He gets in this great faith thing. He's a one-time hearer as far as I'm concerned. I don't know how many times this guy heard. So what made him a great hearer? The multiple times he heard? So did the Roman 
argument's sake, did the Roman centurion become a great person of faith for the multiple times of hearing? No. Because I don't think he heard more than once. So what made him a great, what made him a great person of faith? He accepted what he heard to be the truth and acted upon it all the way in. Just speak the word and it's good enough for me. I'm a man under authority. Abraham said, I considered not and staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. So weak faith considers and staggers. Strong faith gives glory to God even when it can't see. That's verse two. By it they obtained a good report. That means they kept faith in their mouth even when they couldn't see it. So does it grow? I don't think so. I think it weakens or strengthens because once it's released, you can't abandon it. I'm going to give you a miracle right here. You ready for this? You're going to like this. You had faith all the while. The problem is this. We abandon faith. We release it, but then like Mark chapter 4 said, we, don't, we get excited when we let it loose, but then we don't see no changed circumstances and we think it didn't work. And when you don't think it works, guess what you did? You did the same thing I did. You went back and asked again because we didn't see changed circumstances and we didn't feel no different, nothing seemed like it worked. So that's why we prayed the same prayers over and over again. Every prayer you prayed more than once, somewhere along the line, unbelief's been in there. That's a tough nut to swallow right there, man. People get mad about that one, but it's the God's honest truth. Well, if you got it the first, if I say, hey, give me that Bible. Can I have that Bible? Thanks. If I believed I received when I prayed, why'd I go back and ask for the Bible I already got? I guess I never really received it, did I? Because you got to be able to walk out and not see. Thanks. Can I have it? And then he goes, God goes, I told you this, God's a liberal giver. So if you say, hey, can I have that Bible? Guess what God does? Just give me a little. There's us. Got to believe you receive when you pray. If I don't take, God kills, God still supplies. God never stops supplying. As long as it's connected to the word of God. So go slow. So what am I doing? I'm an abandoner of beliefs that have been formed. Once I release them, once I release them, now it's critical. Because once they're formed, they got to be released. Because faith without works is dead. There's no action to it. Remember, here, they said in the, they said in the gospel, they said, we believe in your Jesus, but we love the praise of men more than the praise of God, so we will not confess. What do you mean you won't confess? We're not going to confess them. We believe it, but we don't confess. Let me tell you right now. Let me, let me let you know a secret. A lot of people could believe Jesus, but if they don't confess Jesus, they ain't going to heaven. They ain't going to heaven, man. That's why people say, oh, and you better never do this around me because I'll smack you in the ear. Well, my life is a witness. Your life ain't Jack. You got to challenge people to say something, man. Well, I'm a good Christian. My life speaks for itself. Your life don't speak as much as you think it does. You better talk to people about the gospel. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm nervous about talking to them. What you nervous about for? You know what I'm saying by that? I'm not saying that in a mean way. Like, I know people look at your character. You could just be a good lost person. Are you, are you bringing people to the cross and going, hey, man, you got to make a choice with this Jesus? Are you confessing him as Lord? Well, I, no, don't get, I believe in him, but, you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't need to get all, you know. No, 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 you can't, you can't just believe in him without confessing him to be Lord. See that? I went to India, you know, they got 300 million gods. I went in there, I thought I was the greatest soul winner at the first meeting. I thought I was the greatest soul winner they ever seen. Whole building raised their hand. I said, praise God, we got all those people saved. They said, no, you didn't get them saved. They just added Jesus with all them other things they worship in. I said, what do you mean? In my first meeting, I thought I was the greatest soul winner ever walked the face of the earth. Everybody want Jesus, every hand went up. I said, praise God. That's a bumper crop. That's a harvest right there. 
<laughs> got off the platform. They're like, they just added him with the other 300 men. They're worshiping rocks, monkeys, donkeys. They got it all over here. I said, are you kidding me? They said, no. They said, go in there and tell them, no, you got to denounce everything else and pick up Jesus alone. I said, well, that's a whole new gospel. I wasn't ready for that one. I didn't know how that worked, you know? You learn. You see what I'm saying? I believe in Jesus. Well, he's the only way. I had a priest one time told me there was multiple. I almost smacked him too. I got a, I got a problem being violent. No, I really don't. I said, what'd you say? I really did. I told him I was street preaching. He said, there's many ways to heaven. I got bowed up. I said, what'd you say, bro? <laughs> he said, there's many ways to heaven. I said, you are the Antichrist. <laughs> I did. I got mad at him. My mom will tell you. It was me and Rob and those guys. I said, I got so mad at this joker. I said, what do you mean there's many ways to heaven? He said, there's many ways to heaven. I said, you're a liar. You don't know the truth. That's deception. It's only one way to heaven. I wasn't nice because he was false doctrine. Now, he only knew what he knew, and I'm not blaming the priest. God bless the priest. You understand what I mean? But I got bowed up. My little Catholic thing in me came up on me. I got, bowed, I got my finger. I said, you lie. That's not the truth. There ain't multiple ways to heaven. There's only one way to heaven. You understand that? Stop, stop sugarcoating the gospel and powder puffing your friends. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I got good friends. They're good. You had a good devil, demon-possessed people. Tell them the truth. They got nice devils. Some devils are mean, and some devils are deceptive. You understand what I mean? These people lost, man. Now, I'm not saying they're demonic in their own ability, but the devil's got them deceived. You got to tell people the truth. Let them do what they want to do. Look, my burden, remember this. The burden of proof is not on you. I don't have to prove it. I just preach it. Burden of proof is on Jesus. Just tell them the truth. Be, be polite. Be kind. Sow it right. But you know what I mean? People thinking all this goofy stuff. Ain't no multiple ways to heaven. Then you, you preach that, they say, you can't say that. Why can't I say it? Well, that's, oh, that's, that's not right. No, I don't care what's right. I didn't come here to preach what's right. I come to preach the truth. That's the truth. Ain't no other way to heaven but Jesus. Okay, now we're done with that, okay? So you know what I'm telling you. Tell your nice friends they need Jesus. And don't just say you got them. Confess them. Walk them through the prayer. Now, isn't it a hard thing? Yeah, it's a hard thing, but it's got to be a mouth thing sooner or later. Just say, I don't care how to do it. Sometimes I'll just say, just say, Jesus, touch me or something. You know what they get? God sees the heart. But you got to say, Jesus, you're Lord. You know what I'm saying? You got to come on in here and be Lord of my life. You know what I mean? Don't be, don't be all, I don't know, I'm picking on somebody here because you think like your life's going to be a living witness. Your life ain't no living witness. They might, man, my neighbors think I'm Jehovah Witness for crying out loud. They didn't know what I was. They said, we didn't know what you were. You know, we seen you one time walking around handing something out. You one of them people on Saturday? I said, no, I ain't one of those people on Saturday. They don't know. Your neighbors don't know. The other guy thought I owned the church. Yesterday, I got the kid a haircut. He goes, oh, that's the guy that owns the church. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> I think you all run a thing like a business. You know what I mean? I said, no, nah, come. Come on in. you love it. You know what I mean? People don't understand you. That's why your life's got to be a witness. I'm talking to you. This ain't stories I'm telling you. You understand what I'm saying? You got to go in there and tell your neighbor, hey, neighbor, hey, neighbor, you got a great time of year to come. They're coming to Christmas. Bring them in Christmas. I can't go too wild on Christmas. I could preach about Jesus in a manger. Come on. Amen. See what I'm saying? Now, look. All right, let's go, right? David, look what it says here in this 11.1. And belief is the substance of what is expected. Did you get that? Somebody said, oh, man, here he goes. And if I bring my friends, you're going to go wild? Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably going to stand on a chair or something crazy. How do you explain this guy? Wow. You know, some of you didn't think we were going to make it when you first showed up. Look how good Jesus is. You know what I'm saying? Dana thought I had a taser. Did you ever hear that story? Mm-hmm. 
Daniel will tell you this day, he thought I had a taser. He said, I don't know what you were doing. I thought you were shocking those people when they were falling on the ground. <laughs> to this day, I swear, he said that. He said, I thought he had a taser in his pocket or something. Were you tasing him? He did. He thought he was one of those humdingers. You know, we stood here to like 1 o'clock, 1 a.m. I think Junior brought him. <laughs> I think Junior brought him. Next thing you know, it's going on a wall and people falling all over the place. Man, he's looking at me like, I'm like, whoa, what a day to bring a visitor. You know, one of them days. Like, oh, great, this guy's never coming back. And then he told me, he said, I thought you had a little taser in your pocket. You were zapping him. I said, hey, he stuck. Look how good he turned out. Praise the Lord, David. Listen to this, Hebrews 11.1. 1. And belief, this is that translation. And belief, this is Hebrews 11.1. 1. And belief is the substance of what is expected, the proof of what is not seen. So your belief is the proof of what's not seen. So if you don't have beliefs, what do you got? You got no proof of what's not seen. Hey, can you put this in the Amplified? Kentucky, you're doing good. Mom's here. Show her how good you do up there. She's doing good. Can you put that in the amplifier? Glory to God. I like this now. You read this before, right? Now faith is the assurance, the title deed, confirmation of things hoped for. Divinely what? And the evidence of things not, watch this, not seen. The what? The conviction of their reality. Ho, 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 ho. What do you mean conviction of their reality? That means they're real to you, even though nobody else can see them. By faith, it comprehends as a fact what cannot be experienced by physical sense. Man, I don't need to read nothing else. Read that. Did you get that? That's what faith does. It sees the impossible, believes what it cannot see. It's got it. See it? It's the title deed. Now, remember I told you about the title deed? That piece of paper is worth the value of that car. How much that piece of paper? Look, man, I'm telling you right here now, you don't just give that thing away. I gave, I gave something away one time. You know, when you do that stuff, you sign it, you got to sign the title over, right? So if I say, hey, it's free, guess what? That paper just became free, but it's still the value of that car. To you, I said it's free. But if you got that paper, that paper's worth the value of that ride. Did you get that? Faith is your title deed. It's the paperwork to the promise. You got some paperwork? Come on, guys, I've been telling you this for a reason. You understand this? Because when you got the paper, it materializes the car. Now, is the car there? No. Car might be in the driveway. Car might not be in the driveway. But if I got the paperwork, guess what? That's my car. You see it? How much is that house worth? This guy's signing titles all day long, right? You doing mortgages, doing all that? What? Man, when they sign that piece of paper, that house is there. That house is that, house is that paperwork. You seeing this? I know this sounds like, oh, he's saying it again. Are you getting it? Give me the paperwork for your promise. Where is it? Where's your scriptural evidence of those promises you believe in? That's why you got to have the word. It's the paper trail to your promise. See it? The word of God, write that down. The word of God is my paper trail to my promise. Let's go through the paperwork. Let's see. It's the paper trail to the promises. And as long as I got the paperwork, I got the promise. Well, where is it? Let me see it. I believed I received when I prayed. Keep faith in the right tense. Don't, don't, do, I got it. Then give it to me. Give me it then. No, I believe I received when I prayed. And when it shows up, then you got it. You see it? I believe I received when I prayed. Keep your faith in the right tense. Do you understand that? Keep your faith in the right tense. Everybody run around, I got it. If you got it, give me it. I'm, I'm, I'm a stickler here, man, because faith's 
Remember this, faith's pressure is not just found in the patience. Faith's pressure is found in the tense of it. I believe that one faith, what faith does it take if you got it? It's done. Faith's job's done once it materializes in the realm of the seen. Faith only works in an unseen realm. My God in heaven. When faith materializes in the seen realm, it's finished. Ain't faith no more. Ain't, do you get what I just said? Ain't faith no more. Faith don't work in the seen realm. You see that? Well, what is it? When it shows up, it's a promise. Come on. Did you get that? It's a promise materialized. Faith pulled it out of one dimension and brought it into this dimension. You see this? But faith, when it's done, once it shows up, it ain't faith no more. You don't need faith for what you got in your hand. It's finished. See it? See it? So why are you looking in the scene realm to tell me whether it's working or not? Don't work there. But you could, now watch this. Ready for this? You're going to love this. Ready? Where do I see faith in the scene realm? In my words and in my actions. You understand that? Well, I got the word. That's showing my faith in the earth while I'm standing in the place of receiving the promises. I'm saying I got it. Well, you got it. Show it to me. No, no, I believed I received when I prayed. See it? Sunday, you're going to talk about Thanksgiving in here. Why I need Thanksgiving? Keeps me connected to my promise. I believe I received when I prayed. Thank you, Lord. I believe I received when I prayed. Thank you, Lord. How long are I going to stay in Thanksgiving in praise? Until my promise manifests. See it? See it? When he was fully persuaded, then he received the promise. That's James chapter 2. You want to see James chapter 2? Come on, we'll go here. Come on, y'all know James chapter 2? Go over here with me. Watch this. Uh, you can read verse 14. Did you, did you pull in that in now? Faith works in an unseen realm. So watch this, though. Hope is found in the Word of God. Okay? Hope comes from the Word. Once faith finds hope, faith then must be released. Does that make sense? I got a problem, but you need. I need healing. You got to go find hope. Hope is in the Word. Got no hope. The Bible said without God in this world, you have no hope. I got hope. Where I get hope from? I got hope from that book. What that book do? Give me hope. What's hope? Confident expectation. Here's the definition of hope. You know what hope is? Confident expectation with joyful anticipation. Did you get that? That's hope. Confident expectation with joyful anticipation. Got it? Now, hope ain't enough because hope just gives me an opportunity to change something, but I got to have faith to do it. So hope gives me a chance. Faith releases. Watch this now. You ready? Faith releases hope. You understand that? You understand that? Hope comes from the word, but faith releases hope. In the for faith releases hope in the form of your beliefs. Faith releases hope 
in the form of your beliefs. So what happens is faith gets formed from your system of beliefs that come from the Word of God. That's not tricky. You just read the Word and go, okay, man, I'm sick. I need healing. First Peter says I'm healed. I'm going to go with it. Better than being sick. I believe. I formed a belief. You understand? Once you form a belief by hearing, beliefs got to be released. You understand that? Unreleased beliefs produce nothing. You get that? Unbelie- unreleased beliefs produce nothing. So you believe it. Big stinking deal. A lot of people believe a lot of stuff. That don't do nothing for you. You got to release your beliefs. If you do not release your beliefs, you are not going to be able to do anything with your faith. You got to release your beliefs. So I form my beliefs from the word of God. I release them by what I think, by what I say, and what I do. Did you get that? Now look what it says here in James 2.14. You're going to see it. Right? What does it profit, my brethren, though a man say he have faith? You ain't got no works? Now, pay attention to what he's saying here. You got to, like, textually pull it in. He said, what, what, he said, can faith save him? Not alone. If a brother or a sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you said, depart in peace, be warm to be filled, notwithstanding you give them the things which are needful, what does it profit? Now, watch 17. Even so... Faith, if it has not what? Works is dead being alone. So beliefs without release are dead. Did you get that? So faith without action is dead. How about this? Beliefs without action or beliefs without release are what? Dead. They ain't producing nothing. So unreleased beliefs produce nothing. That's where we get this terminology, mental ascent. That means you agree with the Bible, but you ain't stepping out on it. I agree with Jesus, but I ain't, I ain't really going to live for him. I agree with, you know, the word, but I, ain't, I agree with giving, but I ain't doing it. I agree with healing, but I'm not receiving it. I agree with the Holy Ghost, but I'm praying in no tongues. I, I agree with this, day, but I'm still going to do what I want to do. Come on, somebody, you see it? I agree with it, but I ain't living it. I agree with it, but I ain't changing the beliefs I have are not going to govern my life. That's because they ain't been released. You can have a bunch of beliefs, but if you don't release them, they ain't going to produce no fruit. The only results you get in life are the results of the released beliefs of your life. I believe it, but I ain't doing nothing with it. Then you're going to get jacked from it. See, that's the key. Everybody's like, I'm a doer of the word. You better be a doer of the word. If you ain't no doer of the word, you cannot receive from the word. And people say, well, I, I, believe, I believe it, but I ain't doing it. You got to have release. That's what he's saying. Even so, faith without what? It's what? Why? It's a loan. Got to have it. Got to have release. Now watch this. Check this out. Watch 18. Yeah, a man may say, say I got faith and I got works. You show me faith without works and I'll show you faith by my works. You see it? Did you get that? Did you get that? Now watch 19. 19 is going to jack you up. You believe there's a God? That's good. The devil believes and he trembles. He adds action to his beliefs. You got action to your beliefs? Now wait a minute though. He's giving us a tell. Thou believes there's one God. There's faith and beliefs interchangeably again. He just keeps saying it. Faith and belief. Faith and belief. Faith and belief. So where's your beliefs? You better get some. You can read 20 just for the sake of it. Go ahead. But wilt thou know, old vain man, that faith without works is dead. See it? 
Faith without action, faith without release, beliefs without release, don't do nothing for you. Can't change the world. All right, keep reading. Keep reading. 21, here we go. Was not Abraham our father justified by works? Now, let me tell you, when you hear works, all you guys get religious. Thinking, are you just talking about works of the law? No, he's talking about actions of faith. These works are faith actions. Actions of faith. Actions of faith. Actions of belief. Was not Abraham our father what? Just as if he never sinned. That's what justified means. What was he justified from? He offered Isaac on the altar. That was the act of faith. See it? What was the act of faith? Offering Isaac. He had to believe what God said. He said, put the boy up here. God ain't warped in some kind of wacko. Put your kid up here and leave him on the altar. Give me a break. That's nuts. But God, God needed him to fear him. You understand that? You want me to tell you why that really happened? Because God's not warped. Let me tell you, you ain't never probably heard his name in your life. It's okay. I, I'm not trying to be weird, but I, I, I ask questions. I want answers. I said, God, why do you make that joker go up there on a thing like that? He said, read it. I read it. He said, now I know. When Abraham went back to go get him, he said, now I know you fear me. Stop. God wanted reverence. But you know what kind of reverence he wanted? Not in the act of the sacrifice, but in the obedience to obey. Because Adam didn't obey my voice. He didn't listen to me. That's what doomed the earth. If you're going to be with me, kid, you got to obey what I say and not have to see what I say. Abraham, he said, what? He got to go. He said, I'll cut his head off right here. You told me to do it. I'll do it. I don't know how you're going to because he what? He received him already resurrected. He knew God ain't warped. But he, was, he went, whoop. He said, stop. Now I know. You're reading the Bible. He said, now I know thou fears me. Not like, oh, I'm shaky, scared. Now I know you reverence my mouth. Because Adam didn't reverence God. I don't even think Adam knew who God was. I feel like Brother Norval right there. Hey. What do you mean he doesn't know who God is? How are you going to tell me who God is if I know God? I don't know what Adam was doing in the cool of the day. He wasn't paying attention, I'll tell you that. You can't tell me something about God. I know God. You can tell me stuff about God. You know something. You tell me God's no good. God's trying to keep something. I'll say, no, you're lying to me, devil. No, you're not. You're a good guy. You know what I'm saying? But if I went and told you God ain't no healer, you'd say, no, Pastor Chris, it's in the Bible. He's a healer. If you spend time with somebody and you know somebody, you can't tell me no lies about him. I'm not going to believe him. I know his character. See, I'll tell you what. You want to, hey, write this down. It's a good one. You want to know the number one way to get these promises to work? Base it on the character of God. <sighs> you know what? The scriptures are great, but what do I need scripture when I got him? Now, I, I'm going to take them scriptures. Y'all hear me, though. I know who he is. He, he, based, he based covenant on character. When I could swear by no greater, I swore by myself. Woohoo! It's impossible for me to lie. See it? So if you base it on who he is, you start learning who God is, you know God ain't going to do nothing, no good, all that mess. They wouldn't even, you wouldn't even ask him half the goofy questions if you knew the character of God. God is not a man that he should lie. I love Numbers 23, 19. That's my favorite scripture in the whole Bible. God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of God he needs to repent. Woohoo! Praise God. That means he don't change. So that means Abraham, Abraham had reverential awe. You see that? Now look at this. Right. Was not Abraham our father justified when? When he offered Isaac his own son on the altar. See that? 
the action produced the justification. See it? So the belief needed the action to produce what? Justification. Did you get that? So you can have beliefs all day long. If they don't have what? Action, they don't produce justification or what? The, the, the comparison is this. Watch, watch 22. Check this out. Keep reading. See thou how faith wrought with his works, and by words works faith was made perfect. Faith is perfected in its action, not in its belief. Faith is brought to its completion in the action. You see it? Did you get, did you, did you get what I just said? Faith or beliefs are brought to completion through the action. They're not complete until they're acted upon. That's why I said in James, count it all joy. Count it all joy. Why? Because your, your faith is going to need patience. Because after it's been released, it's going to take patience to get that promise to come to pass. Faith and patience are power twins. They work together. Everybody hates patience, right? How long is this going to take? I believe you, God, but when? Right? Right? Patience is a pain. I don't want to wait. I want it now. Well, you can't get it now. Half the time you want stuff and you, you see, everybody thinks it's your time. It's not. Don't get anxious. You, put, you, know, I know, you want to know what the biggest problem is with getting anxious? You're not ready for next season and this season, and you don't have the grace for it, and then you screw it up. I, I'm going to tell you something. Okay, praise God. They're meddling now. You feel them? I want this now. Look, you ain't ready for now. You know what I'm saying? Well, why? Are you God? No, I ain't God. I just tell you, when it's perfect timing, God will let it show up. You probably need more time in the incubator. You think you're ready, but you ain't. Does that make sense? And the problem is this. You ever get something in the season you shouldn't get it, then you got to maintain it. Miserable. Miserable. And that's what you do. You get something too early, and you have not been cultivated to carry it. And I'll tell you what, man, that thing that's supposed to be blessing you will become an anchor around you. Because in the season of time, you got to have grace. The problem with some of you is you, you, you're like a grape on a vine. You need to stay on there a little longer. You're like, oh, I'm fine wine. No, you sour fruit right now, bro. <laughs> you sour fruit. Just stay on the vine a little longer. No one, God don't know when to pl pluck you, pluck you, whatever you do. You pluck them? I don't know what you do. Whatever you do. He's going to pick you, but God got news for you. And guess what he does after he picks you? He's going to squeeze you. And some of you start squeezing you right now, God only knows what's going to come out. Hell, <laughs> we start putting the screws at you, man. Some of you are going to cuss. Oh, my God. It's all right. Chill. You understand what I'm saying? Just stay in the pocket of time. Don't just, man, God put the stars in the sky and the heaven in rotation. You don't think he knows when your time's ready? Chill out, man. Everybody got God. Like, I think everybody thinks time is a punishment. You know what I'm saying? I think so many people think time is punishment. Remember, man, no, time is on your side. That's a song. Come on, you know what I'm saying? It is, man. Stop looking at the punch. Because let me tell you something. You don't want, man, remember when you wanted those kids? You don't want to hear me now. Remember you wanted that bundle of joy? Woo! That joke would be screaming all night long. You're like, Jesus, help me. It's a season. Stay in your season and cultivate your timing. Because preparation ain't wasted time. And I'm a big advocate in this. And I'm serious about this one. You know, Paul prepared the way in the wilderness. When you get in your wilderness, don't be quick to get out. Prepare your way. Prepare your way, man. Because I'm going to tell you what. I say this. If you don't prepare your way in your wilderness, you are not going to be able to make it in paradise. 
You, you, I'm telling you, it's true. It'll happen because you won't be cultivated. You'll be messed up, and then you'll miss something. Just, be, just get ready for the next season, okay? Can you pop that up there? Let me see that. I didn't, I'm not quitting on that one yet. Only says, see now how when faith was wrought with his works, his what works were faith was made perfect. How did faith get perfected? By the action, the release. Now, how do you release faith? Think, say, and do. That's how you release faith. If faith's got to be released, how you release it? Think, say, and do. You could do exceedingly abundantly above all I ask or think. Faith starts working in your thinker. Brother Hagen, Brother Hagen tells that story. Remember, keep the switch of faith turned on? That's how I got that. I read the transcript. They had the transcript. They had the transcript. They read it verbatim. When they read it, I kept listening. I kept playing it over and over and over. I said, what's the, tri- what's the secret in this thing? There's a mystery in this thing. So what is it? I can tell you where it was. They were Rochester, New York. They were in the line, had a lady before him, blind eyes. Blind eyed lady laid hand on her. Instantly, our eyes popped open. I'm going, wow, this is cool. I'm listening to it. I just kept listening to it. What's the secret? What's the mystery? What's the secret? What's the mystery? What's the secret? There's a secret to it. You got to hear. I got the TL. I got that one. I kept listening to him. He messed me up too. I listened to that thing. I must have listened to that thing 100 times. Kept spinning it back. How do you get this? Couldn't do that, but you can do the other. Couldn't do that, but you can do the other. Fasted and prayed nearly three days. I was laying on flat on my back. I had uh, typhoid pneumonia, whatever that is, typhoid fever, whatever. I almost died. Spent 21 days flat on my back. I was like, okay, what's he talking about? He said, you couldn't do that, but you can do the other. He said, he fasted and prayed, didn't, didn't eat and didn't drink. He almost died. He said, I laid on the altar, tried to do this, trying to get that. Went here, couldn't do this. He said, couldn't do that, but you can do the other. So what's he talking about? Faith in the operation of God. What do you mean faith in the operation of God? I caught it. Caught it. Don't put faith in your faith. Put faith in the system. Lay hands on the sick. The sick recover. That's God's system. I went to Brazil, started ripping out hearing aids. Pull them out, they started weaning. I could pull them out. They were making noise. Lady hit the ground. She's like, I can hear. I said, you can? Startled me more than it scared her, bro. I said, you can hear right now. She said, I can hear. I never heard. She's crying on the ground like a baby. Faith in the operation of God, not faith in your faith. Faith in it. Put faith in lay hands on the sick. The sick recover. You ain't even need your faith. You'll kick his faith in gear. That's what Wigglesworth said. Get to the end of your faith. These guys were telling mysteries. We weren't paying attention. He said, the minute you get, he said, the gift of faith will kick in once you get to the end of the rope of your faith. Once you get to the end of the rope of your faith, you'll kick in the gift. That means there's no more you left. You're just over. Faith in the operation of God. He told you, lay, who told you lay hands? God said lay hands. Lay hands on the sick don't make no sense. People sick and die and take your hand and lay it on them. That's crazy. But it's God's system. Speak to the mountain. That don't make no sense. That's my system. Put faith in my system and watch it work. That's faith in the operation of God. Pray in tongues and you'll pray perfect. I don't know what Cumbri, Sheke, Brata, Kalamas, the King of Lamas. I don't know what that is. I don't even understand it. Don't make no sense. He said, You pray those prayers, you'll pray the mysteries out in the kingdom. You'll be praying the perfect prayer, perfect will of God. Come on, somebody. You worried about understanding it. God just needs you to do it. Come on, man. This is how you kickstart it. Do what you know to do. See it? You see it? I said, I got it. So Brother Hagin starts telling the story about this lady. He said, lay hands on her. Laid hands on her. She had blind eyes. Said her eyes popped open. My God in heaven. She started seeing. He said, next thing you know, his little parents came up here. They got a little boy with little club feet. Little boy had club feet. Feet were bent. 
said, I lay hands on this little boy. He said, the minute I lay hands on him, he said, I felt power leave my body and go into those feet. Nothing happened. Nothing changed. He said, they were still rejoicing about the lady with the blind eyes. He said, here's the little boy with the club feet. And he said, I said these words. I never said them before. He said, keep the switch of faith turned on. Keep the switch of faith turned on. I said, what are you talking about? He said, I took those little club feet and I felt the power of God leave my body and go into that little baby. So these parents were kind of dejected a little bit. You see your kid like that, you know, they've been believing, wanting a little boy get his feet, his little feet were club feet. He said, I laid hands on him. He said, I never said this word before. He said, I laid hands on him. He said, the power of God went in his body. And I said, keep the switch of faith turned on. He said, I never said that before. And he said, I said these words. I never forgot as long. I could hear him in my head saying it. He said, and every time you think of it, say. And I stopped. I said, that's it. I said, that's it. I said, that's it. I played it back. I said, I got it. Every time you think of it, say, thank you, Lord, that the power of God's working in my child's feet and it's working in healing and a cure. He said six months later, whatever it was, blah, 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 blah. I don't know where he was or somewhere else. He said, the preacher was hanging out and he said, Brother Hagin, there's somebody here to see you. There's a family over here. You prayed for their son in a meeting. He said, okay, I'll talk to them. Who are they? Where are they? Bring them out. Brought them out and Brother Hagin went out. He goes, do you remember me? He said, yeah, we remember you. I remember you. You're the, little, you're the family with the boy with the little club feet. He said, yeah, because we want to tell you a story. He said, when we went home, he said, we would go bathe the child. And she said, as the mother, as you go bathe your little baby and you got little club feet, she said, I'd start crying or something would start happening. But I remember what you said every time I think of it, say. And I would say, thank you, Lord. I don't know, a week, 10 days later, whatever, one day they woke up, they went to go check the little kid, and his feet were straight as an arrow. Totally well, perfectly healed. She said, I wanted to come and testify about how good God is what he did for our child. He said, I never said them terminology before in my life. Every time you think of it, say. That's where all the rookies quit. Every time you think of what? Every time you think of that club feet. Now, you, you, you better, you better just, not, don't just, just don't amen me, catch me. Every time you think of it, you say. Every time you think about your aching back, you say. Every time you think about that situation in mind, you say. See, you got to have a point of contact. Oral Roberts got crucified for it, teaching us how to release our faith in a point of contact. In a point of contact. He's talking about, man, he, they crucified him. What do you mean they crucified him? He said, God's a good God. He said, when hands were laid upon me. When were hands laid upon you? I believed I received when hands were laid upon me. When did you receive? Every time you think of it, say. He said, when I laid hands on him. Every time you think of it, say. Every time you think of what? Every time you think of what's called feet. Thank God that the power of God's working in my child and it's working in healing and a cure. So that I kept saying it. We go to bathe him in the little basinette or whatever the thing was. Thank God. See it? Every time you think of it, say. And that's what I said. I said, I caught it. I said, faith, faith, faith is formed in the mind, in the thinking. Every time you think of it, say. Thank you. See, so I started thinking. I said, faith, faith, faith will work in your head. Come on now. Give myself, I know doubt will be in your head, but get what I'm saying. Faith starts working in your thinking. I don't think your thinking's in the mental. I think it's in your inner part. You know what I'm saying? I think you reason more with your head than you think. You know what I mean? Your intellect is a reasonable place, but your spirit, man, you know me, you're alive. So every time you think of it, out of your mouth. See what I'm saying? Faith's formed in the heart. So I started, think, think, starts moving your faith. Say, starts moving your faith. Do. See it? How do I release it? Think, say, and do. Think, say, and do. Everybody thinks this is the doing. Look at this. 
See now how faith wrought with works, and by works was faith made perfect. See it? You getting it? You guys are doing so good. You guys are doing so good, man. Could look at, could we read 23? We got to read all the way through. And the scripture was fulfilled, which said, Abraham believed. There we go. There's faith. Abraham believed God. And it was imputed unto him for righteousness. And he was called the father of many nations. Go. Or the friend of God. Right? You understand? No, wait, wait, wait. Go back. Go back. Go back. Go back. Go back. Go back. What do you mean imputed? He got righteousness on credit because of what he believed. It was imputed unto him righteousness before Jesus went to the cross. See that? Believe God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness. You couldn't have been made righteous yet. Jesus didn't go to the cross, but he got it on credit before he went to the cross. That's how Jesus did miracles. You ever ask yourself the question? I told you guys this. You ever wonder how Jesus did miracles before he even went to the cross? Simple. He was the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. Before the world got here, he was already crucified. Figure it out. Wrap your head around that one. <laughs> you ever ask yourself that? How's he doing miracles? How'd he do miracles before crucifixion? How'd he do it? He's a lamb slain before the foundation of the earth. Before he got here. If that's why you li- your life, your life's simple. Just stay in the line. Just stay in the word. Yeah, he had for Omega. He's seen the beginning and the end. He knows the decisions you made in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah, good and bad. But you know what? He got an answer for all of it. Praise be to God. He can pull me out of my boneheaded messes. Glory. Hallelujah. I'm the king of the comeback. Hey. Come on, baby. Come on. You're the king of the comeback. Don't call it a comeback. No, come on. <laughs> you guys ain't fun. You ain't laughing. Come on, laugh. That's a show. You don't know that song? Y'all know it. Y'all act like you ain't listening to that stuff. You are. You listen to it on the way to church. It's all right. Well, you got to have a comeback. You just got that? Oh, my God. You guys are slow tonight. Catch up to me, will you? My gift's rolling right now. You feel my gift rolling? You feel that, Rick? It's rolling right now. I'm in a heavy anointing right now. I'm like, you're the king of the comeback. Look at your neighbor say, you're the king of the comeback. You know what that means? Some of you got stuck in a setback. You know what a setback was? You did some boneheaded thing. Some of you sitting next to the boneheaded thing. <laughs> nah, just play it loud. Cut it out. Come on. Stop. Stop. You in love. Come on. I love my wife. Praise God. I love my life like Jesus loved the church. I told her that one day. I got so much trouble. I'm so funny. I said, honey, I love you so much. I love you like Jesus loved the church. She didn't know how to take it. I said, yeah, he died for it, and I'm dying for you. <laughs> i tell you which one she really liked. I said, Jesus, forgive me. You should too. Woo-hoo, that was a good one. That was sharp. That was quick. I was like, honey, Jesus forgave me. You should too. Come on. Walk in the word, honey. Walk in the word. <laughs> It's the best, man. That's why we went to that marriage counseling thing, remember? <laughs> Me and Paul got a lot. Oh, my God. We went to, don't go to the Jimmy Evans seminar. Watch it on the film here. Don't go, to, don't go there. We got locked in that place. How many hours did we stay in there? Man, I still wasn't right even after that. I knew there was no hope for me. They locked me in that marriage today seminar, and we couldn't leave. We were in the room. I was like, oh, my God, they're filming the videos. And I'm like, oh, this is great. Hi, this is Jimmy. Is there a name Carol? I don't know where it is. They're, they're sweet people, really nice people. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm trapped in. My ADD kicked in quick. I'm like, I'm trapped in this room. I can't get out. They're filming things. I got to listen. He's talking about all the stuff about your wife. I was in there for eight. Were you in there eight hours? I was like, was it two days? Two days, eight hours. I came out. I was still jacked up. I said, there ain't no hope for me. 
I said, this guy can't fix me two days, eight hours. It ain't no hole, babe. This is what you got. Live with it. Honey, if you can't love the one you want, love the one you with, baby. That's why it's going to roll. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. 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 I was like, Jimmy, I, remember we went up there, we played, we had, he had a golf, he likes to golf, so he had this golf thing, you could win something, I was done, I was ready to leave. It was good, it's a great seminar. Come to, the mar- come to the marriage seminar, there's hope for you, come to the EXO conference, there's hope for you, there's no hope for me, after eight hours and two days, bro, this is about as good as it's getting. And the scripture was fulfilled. I don't know how I had that preempt, but it sure made me happy. I feel good, Hallelujah. And the scripture, Miss Linda goes, it's good. If you say so, praise the Lord. You don't got to live with me, but praise God. <laughs> and the scripture was fulfilled. Well, it says, Abraham believed God. Okay, I got it. And because he believed God, he got right. Now, let me ask you a question now. Now, go slow, because I'm setting you up. What did Romans 10, 10 say? What the heart man believes unto? And the scripture was fulfilled, which said, Abraham believed God, and he got righteous. And he was called, keep going, the friend of God. Walk, go to 24. You see then how that by works, a man is justified and not by faith only. The belief in the action. You can have belief, belief, belief alone doesn't produce the justification. God wants to see the action. Now I'm going to say something. Talk's cheap. Just go slow. He wants to see you move. Now, talk ain't cheap. You understand what I'm saying when I say that? God wants the action of what your beliefs look like. So I'm saying? So you can't just be like, I believe it. Well, then step out on it. I ain't doing it. Then you don't really believe it. But here's the problem. We taught you guys wrong. I didn't do it. Don't blame me for this mess because I didn't have nothing to do with this thing. They're like, everybody's, well, I got to do something or it ain't faith. You're right. It's not release faith. But if you don't have a belief first, it ain't going to work. And that's why people don't come to church now because they got shot out because they thought, just say it and it'll got to, got to do it. I say it 300 times and it, no, 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 no. Form your beliefs before you ever release them and it'll work 100% of the time all the time. But we didn't know how to form beliefs. How do you form beliefs? Faith comes by and hearing by the how much we're hearing you. Now, look, Brother Ed might need two scriptures. I'm going to need 10. Big deal. Get what you need to produce evidence. That's why I like Fred Price. Evidence! Evidence! Can we see your evidence? I didn't know what they were singing. 20 years I watched the guy. I don't know what that song was. Evidence! 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 Can we? You didn't know what he's saying? That's what he's saying. Can we see your evidence? Evidence! Evidence! Where's your evidence? Give me some evidence. You see what I'm saying? Say, I ain't got no evidence. That's because you ain't no faith. How much evidence you need? Some of you are skeptics. You need a lot of evidence. Thomas was so jacked up, he didn't believe nobody. He had evidence, though. See it? How much evidence? Judge, you ever go to court? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> that's a tricky question. That's a slick question here. For myself? No, I've been here with you. No, what's the judge looking at? Come on, guys, we've been here. But it's good I remind you. You know what I'm saying? I'm not redundant as you think. Listen, what do you go there? He needs evidence. If he don't got evidence. You, you ever watch those, those people like on them goofy court shows? Like, you know, I watch not like, they, like Judge Judy. I don't even know if she's still around. I watched one the other day. These people are so stupid. This little lady was in there. Like, they said so. They got, you got, I ain't got none. You cannot go in there with no evidence. You got paperwork proving you a renter? No. You got pick. You got a wit now. He just said so. Oh God, you're you're done. You ain't gonna win that. You can't win that. If you go in there with paper, I got paperwork. Oh, that sounds familiar, don't it? 
How we know that's how we know you a renter? I got a lease. Hello? Where the paperwork? This joker show up in court with no paperwork, no pictures, no eyewitnesses, no nothing, and go, judge, just believe me because it's me. Are you stupid? The judge look at him and go, get out of here. You ain't got no you ain't got no what? Evidence. You see what Brother Fred was trying to get? Apostle was trying to get us, understand? Where's your evidence? Don't get me going in here. I got it. I got it because of God. Give me some scriptural proof. Oh, here you go, little Christian, cute little Christian, you little cute little thing, you. You cute little thing, you. Cute little fuzzy, you little cute Christian. Where's your evidence? Because what Bible said. Bible, the Bible, where's the Bible say it? Where's your evidence? You got five scriptures proving that what you ask for God, you can, well, I ain't got none of that. You ain't got enough evidence to sway me over to think you're going to get it. Where's your proof? Well, he's because he's God. That ain't enough. Where's your evidence? Google it. See it? Oh, my God, I was in school one time. Doug Jones did this. It was so brutal. He said, why should God answer your prayers? I said, here we go. Got one in a bunch. I said, don't, don't stand. Bro, I'll tell you, there's, there's a couple cats in the world I'm not fighting with the word of God. I said, watch the rookies, watch the stupid rookies raise their hand in this round. Here they go. I said, here it come, bro. It's only a matter of time before this gets ugly. <laughs> There's a couple cats in the world I'm not fighting with the word of God, okay? Boom. I said, here go the winner. Watch this. This will be bad. He shut down the whole room because it wasn't based upon prayer. I knew 1 John 5, 14 and 15. That's the only one I was going to spit out. And I, didn't, I wasn't about to open my mouth because I only got one. Mark 11, 23 and 24. It ain't got nothing to do with prayer. Now, you believe you receive when you pray, but understand what he's saying. He wanted prayer. You know what I'm saying? He was looking at it. Now, you could take it in there, but according to the word of God. You know what I'm saying? And I understand it's the prayer of faith. You understand? It does have an element of prayer, but he was looking for scriptural evidence in a realm of prayer. Okay? 1 John 5, 14, 15. This is the confidence I have. I ask anything according to his will. I know he hears me. If I know he hears me, I know he grant me the petition. That was he asked. That's prayer. I can say unto the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast, and he shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe whatsoever he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. Okay, that's confession. Well, you show me where you got prayer. Now, if I put prayer and confession together, I got power, but he won. I said, man, I ain't going against this cat. He started giving us five other scriptures, but what if you got five? Dude, I'm so hardwired in believing that God can do what he can do. I can't you doubt your doubts, and you convince yourself, and you persuade yourself, and you find the word of God to persuade yourself. And that's what you do. Because the character of God is never in question. You, you do that. That's what you grow in faithfulness of God because he's so faithful. You see what I'm saying? But you don't ever. Go get some scripture. I got proof right here. Why is God going to answer my prayer? Right here, that's why. See it? I've been telling you this stuff. That's why you've been getting those scriptures. Get those scriptures and bury them in there, and you got them right here. That's why. And don't just go and say that's because the Bible said so. Get them in you. You know what, you know, can I tell you something? Let's read the rest of this, and I'm going to tell you something. Don't remind me to tell you this. Because the biggest problem I got, let me say it right now because I'm going to miss it. The biggest problem I got with people is they have not cultivated in this past season what we're going to need to take out of next season. Don't wait to get sick to have healing in you. That's why I can't get them out. There's not enough time. I can't force fruit to grow on you that you have not then I need, I, half the people I deal with that get in that realm, I got to shoot for a miracle. Otherwise, I ain't getting it.
Because it's, but people that have faith, you got, if you got faith and you've been developing faith, it's easy. I just get what I can get a miracle, I'll get with your faith. But if you have not been developing your faith, we're gonna have a problem because I gotta speed up a process I might not have time to cultivate. You seeing that? Don't wait till you, don't wait to get that money in you till you get money problems, bro. That's why when I take the offer and don't check out, y'all, he gonna go on for 20 minutes about money and Jesus, God, he's about the money. God Almighty's about the money. He's got to talk about money. Yeah, because you're gonna need money one day, real money, not play money. Some of you still playing with play money. What you mean play money? I'm talking about play money. You're gonna need money money one day. Going kicking gear. That was a great story. Brother Ed had a great story. Came, they, they, go to, they go to Brother Mark Brzee. Mark Brzee, Dr. Mark, Dr. Mark, I don't know if he's Doc or whatever he is, but he was what he is now. Tell him I call him the doctor. You tell him I publicly use his name, okay? Uh, they go to a great church. They're word they're, they're of faith church, and they're out there in Tulsa, and, you know, he was with Brother Hagen and did all that stuff, and they, they had a meeting. Mission, I'll screw it up, but you can fix it. But had a missions meeting, and they had a guy, and somebody wrote a check for 300 grand for orphanages in India. The guy actually came here. Some of you might have seen, he was the guy from India, came and talked to me back, he was your friend, and they they told me a great story. Guy came that morning with his checkbook, right, specifically ready to give God smoke and said, I was told to write a check for what you need to build these orphanages and do. Wrote a check for how much? 300,000. 300 grand, and they raised 50 grand before they got there, so whatever it was, $350,000. So now, who's stroking that? I need 300 grand, who's got it? Write it. Take it easy. See what I'm saying? Don't get. I'm talking about money. You need it for the kingdom. God, you know why God can't talk to you about the 300 grand? Thank you. Okay. You ain't got it. You probably got it. Somebody in here has got it. You understand what I'm saying? But when you got it in excess that it ain't no problem to roll it out, you just became a weapon in the kingdom. I talked to a businessman the other day. He said, what is my job as I get older in this thing? Way older. He's young. He go, what is my job when I get way older? I said, you become a weapon in the kingdom. You just make money to give it away. And you don't worry about the needs for yourself because you're self-satisfied already. That's why God puts the burden of the church on you so you could be a seed sower to the nations. That's why you ain't got enough money. That's why when you got a millionaire and he ain't quaking because he's got a million bucks rolled up in the bank, you go, I need a million dollars a month to give away, bro. Now you got work. Go stick your head in the book. There's never enough. See what it is? It pulls you in wherever you are. Some of you guys want to do it. You're going to do it. That's what I'm saying. When I'm in here talking about money, learn about money because you're going to need money at another level like you never needed before. See it? Somebody's like, well, I'm a $50 guy. Well, guess what? You could be a $50,000 guy. Chill out and get the principle. Don't check out when we have a healing cell. Well, we're going to have a faith summit. Oh, my God. We just learned about it. You need faith for everything. Miss Kathy's going to have a prayer summit. I know how to pray. No, you come get more on prayer. You come get it in the seasons we're in. And I'm not knocking you. I know you want to do it. You got to do it. But guess what? Here's how you do it. You stay in the thing. Doors open. You get in the building. Take notes. Read it. Get their stretch. Capacity. Greater capacity. And all of it. And I'm not picking on you. I love you. But that's why you don't check out. You never check out. Because God's always pulling you to another level. You see then how by what? That by works, a man is justified and not by faith. Boom. Did you pull that in? There's more. Likewise, also was not Rahab the harlot. What a way to go in the Bible, right? Couldn't they just call her Rahab the nice lady? How does that be Rahab the harlot? <laughs> you think things are bad for you? Poor Rahab. <laughs> like, Jesus, could we just abolish the harlot part and just call her Rahab? <laughs> that was funny. You should have laughed. 
hey, who's this? Hey, here's Jim, Tom, Bob, Steve, and here's Rahab the harlot. <laughs> here's Mike the thief and Steve the liar. <laughs> and Rahab the harlot. Welcome to the Bible 101. Hallelujah. Proper interpretation of scripture. Rahab is a harlot. <laughs> Come on. Right? Poor Rahab. You dig it. She turned it around. Come on. Let's believe in Rahab. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on, God could turn everything around. Come on, man. We're picking on Rahab. I like her. She had faith. Likewise, what? Also was not Rahab, the nice lady, justified by works. When she had received the messengers, and she what? She sent them out another way. Remember that? Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Go. For as the body without the spirit is, so faith without works is dead also. So if your spirit leaves your body, your body goes dormant. Beliefs that are not released are dormant. They have no life. You know how you, you, know how you get dormant things to come alive? You speak them again. You got to speak it again. You want vision? It's this, if I want something to leave this place, I stop talking about it. Whatever I don't want you guys to pay attention about, I stop talking about but if I want your attention on something, guess what, you, guess what I do? I talk about it. Does that make sense? If we, oh, we don't, we're, we're gonna scrub that. If we went, oh, we're gonna go to like, we're gonna go to sell whatever crazy, I don't like it no more and we are not doing it, I stop talking about it, you'll forget about it. But if we go, hey, we're gonna have cookies every week, you know what'll happen? You're gonna hear cookies every week, every week, every week, every week, every week, every week, because whatever you talk about, whatever you talk about doesn't die. And whatever you stop talking about goes dormant. But how do you activate it again? Start talking about it again. Amen? Come on, you ready? You guys did great. I think you guys did awesome tonight. That's a lot of stuff. Amen? You're going to learn the Thanksgiving side of this thing. Amen? Praise the Lord on Sunday. It's going to be awesome. You guys are going to love it. Praise Jesus. Hey, you want to do this? Stand up, stand up on your feet. How about we do that? I'm going to pray for some of you right here. Hallelujah. God is good. Hallelujah. You liking this faith stuff? Is it helping? Here's the thing with faith. This is the thing, okay? You got to remember something about it. I, I really believe this. It weakens or strengthens. I like that terminology. I really like that terminology. Because, but it weakens when it considers and staggers. It strengthens when you give glory. So think of that. Your mouth is the rudder on this thing. Because this, this is the only proof I could find. You can go search the whole Bible, try to find some more. It was funny. He said he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, and he considered not the deadness of Sarah's womb or his body. So he, we, he, he but, but he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. So your mouth strengthens your faith. So you just got gratitude, saying the same thing. So you got to understand something. Form, forming beliefs is one thing. See, here's how it goes. This is how you get it, okay? You're going to like this. The Word of God forms, strengthens what I believe. The Word of God, the Word, or there's your flesh. First time you hear it, it forms it. After that, after, it strengthens what I believe. Believe. Now, you ready for this? I did a corporate thing. You guys are going to love this. You business guys will love this. You know what it is in the corporate world? They're called learned behaviors. You're trying to get a corporation to get a learned behavior. 
we in the church are trying to get a system of beliefs. If you went in corporate America, you know what I'm trying to do? I'm trying to get learned behaviors. You know what you're doing at work? They're trying to get you to learn behaviors. They want you selling certain things. That's why they want you talking about certain things. So they tell you, Here, here's what we got to talk about. Just keep learning behaviors. So here's what we get, right? The word of God forms, strengthens. Every time you hear it thereafter, it should be strengthened a belief that God, now watch this, beliefs, beliefs are formed and strengthened by what? The word, the word, the word, the word. If it ain't the word, it's your flesh. Now it forms, now I got to govern. What should be governing me? The word. Think, say, and do. My beliefs. But here's the crazy part. You ready for this? Now get this. This is powerful. Until it becomes a belief, it'll never govern your life. Do you get that? Because it's just a word. But when it becomes your belief, it'll start to govern your life. It doesn't govern your life until it becomes your belief. The whole book's true. But once you make it a belief, now it has the power to govern your life. If it's not a belief, it won't govern nothing. You just stay carnal. See it? So if you get the right beliefs about money, bam, bam, bam. It'll govern your life. So until it is formed as a belief, the word, the word of God's a book. Come on, man. It's a living book. Don't take me wrong. I don't want to belittle the word of God. But until it becomes your belief, it will produce no results in your life. They have to become your beliefs. Guess what? And guess what a company's trying to do? Make it your learned behavior. Because you'll sell packages of learned behaviors once you've made them beliefs in your life. Otherwise, you ain't going to talk about it. You won't talk about it. They won't talk about the system. You see it? But once you make sure it's, a, once, you, once you force that system of thinking in those young guys, they'll be like the robots. Just to believe, here, this is the company. This is what we believe. This is what you got to sell. This is what you got to, it seems like they're brainwashing you, but you know why they're brainwashing you? They want you to get beliefs formed from the corporation. And next thing you, you'll be the best producer in the company because it's the little things. Did you get that? As I told you, it was like selling those light bulbs. Remember I told you that? That was the whole thing. That's how I got it. They were, they were learned behaviors of like checklists. And the top salespeople in the company were selling dollar light bulbs. That meant no, the dollar light bulb didn't mean nothing. The dollar light bulbs are a dollar. They, the money isn't the money. It was the what? The guys that were selling the dollar light bulbs were the overall best producers in the company. You see it? Because they had learned behaviors of what? The belief system was formed in them. Ask the right questions, you'll produce the right harvest. That's corporation life. Now you're in word. Guess what you got to do? Form your beliefs. What do I need to be formed by? the word of God. But until they become beliefs, they won't govern you. But the minute you make the word of God your belief, it'll start governing your life. Come on, somebody. You got it? Go form some beliefs when you go home, all right? You know how to do this. You already got it. Amen? Lift your hands to heaven and say this out loud. Say, Jesus, thank you for helping me grow in my system of beliefs. I am a person of faith, and I am transforming right now by the word of God, the anointing is making a way in the word and in faith to transform my life. I believe it and I receive it. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. And everybody said, amen, amen, and amen. Praise the Lord. Now remember, hey, there's no service um, next week. You guys all got the memo, right? Wednesday. There's no Wednesday, okay? There's Sunday, but no Wednesday because you guys can go have fun. Have a happy holiday. Do all that stuff with your family. Eat real good and then come back and get ready. And we're going to finish the year strong. We're staying on faith. 
This weekend's faith and thanksgiving. They're going to nail it. You better get this thing. You got to put the element of thanksgiving with your faith. Because after faith's been released, thanksgiving and praise is the key to keeping you on track. All right? You're going to get it. I love you guys. Get out of here. You did good. Go get some beliefs for them. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.